0: Welcome to Far North Tokers. This is episode twenty, May twenty fourth, two thousand sixteen, with your host Mid Toker. Thank you all for listening. Well, it's been a little while since I've been here. Um, what I want to do, I want to get right to business because we have a long show to listen to. Um, first of all, um, episode twenty, yay! <laughs> uh, episode twenty, can't believe where you are here. Episode 20 of Far North Tokers. I'm going to take a nice little... What do you think they would say?
1: If I stood up, and I walked away. Nobody here really understands me. So
0: Alright, so today's show is not really a cannabis show. Other than to talk about Frank Turney. Um, He's going through a little issue right now. He had his contract taken away of something he's been doing for 16 years. Um, Clay Street Cemetery, taking care of it. When I met him, he was just starting to get paid for it um, 10 years ago. um, So I'm just going to let him talk. I, I went over there yesterday, chatted with him about it, and then we walked out to the cemetery, got some pictures and um then afterwards we'll take a little break and i have his testimony at city council meeting as well as um mrs uh, menzingo she's the one that's taking over his um, his role um good comments at the end particularly victor's comments and he had a great solution to all of this and mayor's comments and we shall see how it goes from there So, um, go off episode 20, let's take another poke, and without wasting much more time, Frank Turney. Okay, um. Welcome to Far North Tokers. We're going to do a little show today where it's not going to necessarily be about cannabis. It doesn't mean we don't have cannabis here, right Frank? Yeah. But, uh, no, we, we won't be touching it in here. But, but, um, at this point, um, what I wanted to do today is talk to Frank Turney about Clay Street Cemetery. Things are, um, coming down for him at the meeting tonight. Hopefully I can go there and do some recording, but, um, we're going to talk to Frank pretty much about, first thing we're going to do is talk to him about history of Clay Street Cemetery. Then we're going to talk about how he got involved, maybe a few stories of some ghosts grabbing him, grabbing him along the way. <laughs> um, then we'll um, talk about what's going on now with, it looks like Monzingo Mowing is taking, they outbid him by 100 $100. They got the prices right award, didn't they? Uh, really? They are pretty. They are reading the crystal ball to know that you had bid a certain amount and then come yeah, right if under. You 100. notice
1: one of the bids was twenty four thousand six hundred dollars for four months. There was only three bids. Well, yeah, but they already sent out uh, eight vendors, eight vendors, and they're all a big landscaping bids. All of them would have a bit high for taking care of that for four months. A lot of work involved here, so. Uh, I think what happened here that uh you want to slow down. You, let's you want to go back to history of Clay Street. Yeah, I sure appreciate that. Let's
0: let's go well, back to history of Clay Street. I came
1: here in 1982, so uh, uh I think about 1984, 85 something like that. Uh, the old city hall, city council. I remember uh Councilman Clearworth was telling the mayor then, Mayor Jim Hayes, I think he was a token mayor there before he became a strong mayor of Fairbanks, Alaska. I remember him telling, "Mayor, you had to put the water on Clay Street." What does that mean? Put put the water? Put the water on Clay Street. It was in the summertime. It was hot. And the grass was all brown and, you know, wilting and everything. It wasn't being taken care of or maintained. So what happened is they'd send a fire truck out there with big hoses and go in there and hose it down. And that's what they did during the summer. So it's had a history, even way before that, probably 30, 40 years of of neglect. But uh, this went through a flood, though went through a flood, so the the landscape is pretty rough. You know, I, I know at least a good acre of it is like riding on the lawnmower like you're riding on a jackass or rock and roll, you know, and that's what it feels like in a lot of the areas. So, And uh, still today there's a lot of sinkholes, probably 10 or 15 out there. You have to completely put dirt in them continuously. You know, in the winter the snow pushed them down probably because uh, most of these were wooden caskets, so... That's a problem out there. In fact, one of my mowers actually went into a sinkhole for a good four or five feet down. So that was a little scary. Uh, I was hoping I didn't uh, wake somebody up and they start talking back to me. Screamed all the way down. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But... uh, I've always concerned about the cemetery, but about I think about 1995, 96. I say 16 years. Mark said probably more like 1920 years. I've been out there, but I recall 1997 the best. And uh, I remember when I got uh, framed for jury tampering. My famous, not infamous anymore. My famous one 800 tail jury uh, case. Uh, one of my recommendations was besides six uh, years of probation. Uh, uh, and I don't know what it was, $2,500 fine, but had to do 1,500 hours of community service. So I chose Clay Street Cemetery because I lived close to the vicinity. So Wow, that's how it happened? Oh, yeah.
0: And, <laughs> was anyone taking care of before, it then?
1: But before that, I was kind of involved with it. I remember Mrs. Larson, uh, 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 the Key Larson's up here. Right. Uh, Mrs. Larson, way before she uh, died in the 90s, uh, she wrote a letter. Because they were really close to Clay Street Cemetery, the Larson family, Bub Larson and, and his wife. And she wrote a letter to the editor uh, praising my work out there. And at that time, I just had a little old mo- a lawnmower. Can mm-hmm. you can imagine that with a motor on it? And you were just doing it by yourself. It by yeah, I was just doing it by myself. And I remember in the 90s also, Monty Bowen who is now the director of Channel 11, uh, he came out there and interviewed me when, uh, wow, the weeds, you're, I'm not kidding you, I wasn't exaggerating. The grass and the weeds must have been three or four feet high.
0: Did you yeah. worry about uh, the local government telling you, you couldn't do it? Did you ask them to do oh, it? Oh, you yeah,
1: know, the city was just neglecting it. That's all it was. But there was a great big sign. I'll never forget it. I'm still looking in my archives of photographs and trying to find that because I found a sign up there. It was a big billboard. And they have people like, I believe, Fred Meyer, Safeway. All these businesses, names down there, and a big sign, they are dedicated volunteers to take care of Clay Street Cemetery. And I thought, wow, where are all these people? So what I did, I got on KFAR. I'm one of their gadflies over the years. So I got on KFR, and I read all those names out that were on that billboard. And the Larsons told me the Downtown Association, their name was on it to take care of it, came up there and removed the sign. And so I. When was this? Oh, man, this is, uh, oh my gosh, I'd say in the 90s. So this is? Late 90s.
0: Before you started taking care of it?
1: Yes, yes, before. And these people were dedicated to take care of it. (laughs) They removed the sign, but I'm glad that I did take a picture of it and I turned some of those photos over to the uh, Clay Street Commission, who is uh, right now I'm a member of the uh, Fairbanks uh, Clay Street uh, Commission, who was uh, 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 the former mayor Terry Sterrell brought about the Clay Street Commission to bring back uh, uh, some history and restoring. And some of the damage and de- deterioration over the years at Clay Street. So uh, proud to be on that commission. But the Clay Street Cemetery, uh, I started working out there also when I had to do my community service. It was on the Fairbanks Historical Society. We have two of them here in Fairbanks. This is the Fairbanks Historical Society. So, uh, society is disbanded right now. It was run by councilman. Before that, uh, David Pruse was on the Fairbanks Historical Society and he hired me and uh, just came up. I don't know, uh, every month, I mean, every year I was only getting maybe three or four hundred dollars a month to start out, then all of a sudden I was getting six hundred, seven hundred. It was the Historical Society. When they disbanded, You know, no more job for me to take care of it. So I continued, listen to this, for a couple months, volunteering, keeping it up. And and Mayor Sturl was coming to office in, and and she kept me on. They paid me under a vendor contract. So I've been through quite a few mayors out there. Uh, My gosh, uh, looking back, maybe even all the way back to uh, Mayor Hayes, Mayor Steve Thompson, Mayor Sterl, uh Jerry Cleaver. And during Jerry Cleworth's term, the uh, the labor unions filed a grievance against me that I should have went through the labor hall, and uh, they locked me out. Uh, the city took all their equipment that I was using to take care of their cemetery all those years. And uh, Jerry Clevers, uh changed the vendor contract so I continued working out there, but the stipulation is that I had to buy my own equipment, so, and not have anybody working with me. Wow, that's catchy. So I thought, okay, so I went along with that, and, uh, then we come to, uh, Mayor Eberhardt. Mayor Eberhardt, I had trouble with the labor unions, too, regarding, uh, me, uh, they were opposed, they said I couldn't have any help out there, and, uh, he uh, gave some kind of waiver and said, I can have all the help I want or I'm liable for it. Mm-hmm. I had insurance. You right. know, any liability, is fall on me, not the city. And so here we are today. Uh, this is the second time this bid has ever went out. I found out anything over $5,000 got to go out to bid, go out to vendors. I didn't know. Before I was getting paid under under the 5000 mark. So Why don't you just out. do
0: four nine nine nine? Yeah,
1: last year I went out to bid, and naturally I won the bid. I kept it fifty six hundred, and uh, uh, Lebrant's uh, another landscaping. Who they sent out again this year? I guess his bid was outrageous, uh, just like probably uh, uh, these other people that bid twenty four thousand. But that's their range, right? But that's their range. You know, landscaping—that's a lot of property, a lot of work. Uh, to go out there and take care of an old cemetery like that, because uh, uh, anyway, uh, well,
0: it's not just mowing lawns, is it? It's kicking people out no, of there. It's well, picking up no, glass.
1: Not only that, but uh, uh, the mowing the lawn, uh, trimming the fences, and stuff like that, and taking care of the de- debris alongside of the fence. With Seventh uh, Avenue, it's pretty bad. I walked that perimeter for. <laughs> every morning in the summer, sometime in the winter. And I pick up uh, bottles of hypodermic needles, you know what, uh, dog trap alongside right. of the fence. And then you got the trees right there going on 7th Avenue when the wind blows, the leaves fly right across the street. So you got that to deal with. and uh, so.
0: Will you still be doing that? Will you, uh, will you still well, be walking uh, you and know, picking up
1: trash around what there? What happened is that uh, when I found out that, uh, uh, that um, Hannah... And a Manzingo, Manzingo, uh uh got the bid. Uh, I thought, well, I was a little mad, a little sad at the same time. But I went out there. She got the. Uh, uh, she was awarded on a Friday, so I went out there and put a stake in the ground. What I mean by that, that was her. That was her bid, awarded the bid. So I uh, uh, did a little lawn work around there in front of it. That's what I call my stake for her. So I did that on a Saturday and. Uh, and so tonight at city council, I'm going to go, and I hope to, she said she would show up. And I hope that the uh, mayor Harbour Hart can show some principle. Mm-hmm. He always talks about principle or the mayor. In fact, he's appealing his case right. all the way to a high court, a small fine when he was running for office. And he said it's all about principle. So tonight I'm going to hope that he can show some principle, uh, even though I got screwed. That showed some principle, and the contract was awarded to her, and to give her that contract. Right. And not turn it over to the public works department. The same people that have been wanting for this for years. And after reading some of the comments in the blog, it would cost the city probably 20, 20 grand. That's right. what they estimate in this game from a uh, former uh, employee of public works. Just wrote that on my Facebook.
0: And what started out as something where you were, um, you did it all on your own. No one right. was paying you in the beginning.
1: Uh, at first, yeah, it started out. And then the we're historical the society came service. in. Uh, but what happened uh, this Saturday? You know, we've got over a hundred headstones that has uh, got to be uh, placed in Clay Street Cemetery. And so, wow, it was really uh, surprised this Saturday and put a big lump in my throat when I see about fifteen cars parked up over on Clay Street at the end. I thought, wow, eight thirty. I knew two or three people were going to come out and help. But what happened is uh Pioneers of uh, Iglo, uh, number four, and the women's number eight uh, showed up. Uh, The president, uh, Gene Hansen, is the president of the Pioneers of Iglo, number four. And the chaplain, uh, Michael Gibson, who is a a new board member of the Clay Street Commission, showed up. And his wife. And then I seen one of the Lonsberry. I thought it was Dr. Lonsberry, was Dr. Lonsberry's brother, a big man wow, did I see those guys work. And probably uh, Glenn Hackney, well-known in Fairbanks here. And other people, uh, I don't know their name, but uh, for five and a half, six hours, they were down on their knees, you know, to put the, the forms into the ground. Right. A lot of work to that. You know, wow, that was really something to see. And it was all volunteers. And so when I came back Sunday morning, I'll have to tell the mayor that, i you can look up on the... Uh, in the northeast end, end of uh, Clay Street, on the corner there are clay, you can see where it's been mowed, and you'll see a bunch of yellow sacks there. That's all the dirt. And Sunday, uh, uh, Bill Robertson was on the commission. Uh, we went out there, and uh, placed. he placed 10 of them. And very metallic. You know, he knows the right way to put it. It only takes one person to do that, to so put that glue on there. Mm-hmm. And we didn't think this rain, so I went out there this morning. They are strong. Good. Some kind of. Something like the poxy. Who's some famous Who, uh, people buried there? Oh, well, everybody knows uh, the uh, the last person that was buried there, physically buried there, was uh, Irene Sherman. And on her headstone is the Queen of Fairbanks. And Irene, uh, she uh, rode in parades. In fact, uh, her sister died in a fire, and she lived uh, when they were a little girl. And her face was just burnt horribly. And uh, she was someone very eccentric and icon in Fairbanks, uh, kind of like a bag lady. And I remember the uh, uh, mayor Burnett, Ruth Burnett, and their family took care of her for years. They had a place for her in the old Polaris, and uh, I think she lived over here on Second Avenue. They finally uh, tore it down. But do you have an honorary spot? Do you have an honorary spot there? Oh, for myself, uh-huh. I don't know yet. Uh, I have to think about that and. Uh, I don't know, I'm around death all the time here. I work at Clay Street Cemetery. Uh, After what happened, uh, Jed, who is the owner of the Fairbanks Funeral and the um, cemetery up on the hill, Northern Lights, Mm -hmm. offered me a job and a position there if I wanted it. But I went up on Miller Hill. It's right on top of Miller Hill. And I thought, well, look at the landscape here. This is a piece of cake versus... Place Street Cemetery, so I don't know it's a long way to go yet and so It'll not good for you. Dude. I don't know. It's an option. And so that was kinda nice and, and the same people are burying my mother next month on June tenth at Birch Hill next to my dad. So
0: Nice. Well maybe you belong at Birch Hill.
1: Well, I don't know. I've been offered a job over the years to take over Birch Hill and refused it because too much responsibility. Backhoe. you know you gotta make this right when you're putting somebody's casket in there it don't fall and things do happen bodies get shifted any ghost stories from (laughs) Play Street I don't know ghost stories well I tell you I'm glad you said that I don't know what the name of these guys there's four of them from the University of Fairbanks I'll never forget it a couple summers ago and uh, what's this thing about talking back to the dead there's a name for that. Oh, come on, clairvoyance. Huh? Well, I don't know, maybe? Maybe. anyway, they were going to uh, class or doing an seance. Huh? a séance. A séance. That could be it. Anyway, I walked around with him and and I told him how long I've been out here. And, and then and one of them said, "Anybody ever talk back to you, Frank?" And I looked at him and I said, "Well, you know." I've never heard anybody talk to me, but I tell you, I've been tripped a couple of times. And they said, "What?" You so know, I see one of them grabbing these pencils. You've been tripped? Yeah, like you know, like somebody grabbed my leg. I'll show you where. So, I took them to four or five st- spots of some of the infamous people that were buried at Clay Street. So, I'd love to heard what they had to say in their class. Right. <laughs>
0: well, you you've, but, you've but guided remember, field trips and stuff with little kids too, right?
1: Uh, Oh, yeah, the schools come out there, Denali, grade school, and other kids, every summer they come out there with sketch pads, sure. and they put over the names of it, in fact, they've even educated me about some of the famous uh, mothers and founders of Fairbanks, Alaska, that I wasn't aware of, so that's good. And then and, Dermot, he comes and asks you Dermot, questions. oh, yeah, he's been out there many times, I think he probably knows quite a few people out there. He's kind of a history bus too, like uh, Karen Erickson, uh... She's another one. She worked for the court system. Uh, She's writing a book on Clay Street Cemetery. Mm. Uh, Karen Skilberg is another historian out there. In fact, if I don't know where her grave is or can't find one, I call Karen Skilberg because I think she's probably the more, has more uh, history and knowledge on the landscape, not just here but many of the uh, cemeteries throughout Alaska. Uh, Karen Skilberg. And then, uh, oh, my gosh, there's so many other people that... uh, there's a plaque out there of uh, some of the miners that are buried out there. Oh, I think quite a few, over 100 miners are buried out there.
0: They did a good job with that entryway, the gate.
1: Yeah, yeah, a that, was a really good, uh, that was really good. that was put on by the Rotary Society. Uh, that was their own money to put that up there. They financed In fact, I think that uh, that really enhanced uh, people to come in. Uh, Most of people from out of state to come in to look at the cemetery. But uh, over the years, we've had a lot of vandalism. And uh, still things uh, need to be dealt with. So it's going to take time. One thing about it, uh, we're revitalizing things. Is uh, some of those people for years that had no headstones with uh, names on them whatsoever. If the markers were all erased off because of damage or deterioration, so right. it's uh, looking a lot better than it was as far as for the living. It's not for the dead. No. Just like those flowers people bring out there. That's for the living, not the dead. <laughs> are you Are you gonna uh,
0: do a bid next year?
1: I don't know, they mentioned about going out of bid, but I noticed everything was changed, these uh, bid contracts from last year to this year. Last year, they wanted to give me a, a, a half a million dollar liability for insurance. And then this new contract, if I wouldn't have questioned it, wow, I read it, it called for one million dollars uh, for four months out there of liability for using a lawnmower and a wheelchair. And I thought, well, and what happened on the second? Bidding contract, I read it. This was not on the first. It says, with the city's discretion, they don't have to go out for bid next year. Just think, if Mr. Manzanzo got the bid, the city could have kept her. I couldn't have went out and challenged her. (laughs) That's in the clause. And and I brought this up as an issue to the city attorney and to uh, Jeff Jacobs, who was the acting... uh, the uh, mayor has gone, all these issues. So I think if you read the news minor, I think that's what hindered the process because they knew that they screwed me and I have a good claim against the city. They know that. Now, I think the city has uh, really got themselves in a problem here by pulling an award that was given to her. Right. So I'm going behind her 100%.
0: Well,
1: good for you. And I want to show her <laughs> around the ups and downs of Clay Street because there's a lot of it. What's the biggest advice you have for and Now I'm probably going to have to deal with her son and her husband. You see, it takes a man. So I think it was just a family thing. I, I think it was a friend, somebody in City Hall that knew. She's an elementary school teacher. and knew about her son because people told me, Frank, you don't know who she is. Her son plays hockey. I said I could care less.
2: Right.
1: You know, but this was all to provide her son. Right. This wasn't someone to experience with landscaping, running a mower, or nothing. Well, they're taking away your job, your world. A hundred dollars less for somebody that's not experienced.
0: Doesn't know the history. Doesn't love the place. In,
1: and you can run into things pretty. Good if you don't know how to do city same way.
0: You do so much more work for that cemetery compared to um, the five thousand you get.
1: Oh yeah, and I'm really embarrassed. Like it right now it needs to be mowed. I'm glad that I went up there and got the uh, Northeast section because that's where we've been working. And then I went and did the, around the shed and I thought, then I went ahead uh, the other day and went up along the side and still needs to get the fence. That it all been taken care of by now. Right. But what I'd like to see, uh, not only that, uh, I'm really seriously, I just got off of a cafe or a walk my talk is to run for mayor of the city of Fairbanks. Uh, not to win at all, but to bring about conscious awareness. I think it's about time that we uh, take a city charter change to bring for back you. a city manager, former government, and get away from this uh, power struggle we have here. Uh, these mayors trying to rule over us. Diane and Hutchinson's also, seat
0: looks pretty good, too.
1: Oh, is that right? And the borough assembly? I mean, about time she's... if she turned out? No. Oh, wow. Is she just leaving? No. She's oh, up for, for election. Sure. Oh, wow. Man. These should have term limits. Don't get me started on that now. Oh,
0: <laughs> That's another show, Frank.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where
0: are you going uh, tonight?
1: Another thing, one thing, the mayor has already uh, uh, put somebody, uh, they're going to take Perry Wally's place. A lot of people don't know this yet. It's June Rogers. Wow. Uh, she was just awarded by the governor some artist of the year, June Rogers, and her husband named them McCafferty. You know the little restaurant down here? Right. Uh, uh, but the problem is her son, her husband he's a city engineer and that creates a problem uh, I would like to see uh, that people that want to uh, fill those seats to come up have a fair, people come up and say they want to be on that seat, give a little talk to the city council right. and go from there uh, not to have somebody appointed whether it be a uh, uh, Vera Eberhard or anybody up there in a position, we're going to have somebody end up being a sheeple and never question. And that's what's happened already on the city council. <laughs> All right. What, well, what time does the meeting start tonight? 7 o'clock tonight. Citizens' comments, and I hope that uh, Hannah Mazingo can be there. She said she would. She's going to question. You know what? I don't know where their head is. She may have a lawyer. We'll see. I'm telling you. And I think, I told her, we both have a claim. I didn't know she's a teacher. You ought to hurt me. When I called her up, I answered the phone. It's Frankenstein. I thought it was somebody else. And she said, this is Hannah. And I said, man, my face is turning red. I I, I apologize. I go to Bingo once in a while. And nobody else knows that name. but Me. And, uh. We had a conversation for about a half hour and she said at the end, she said, you have a good evening, Frankenstein. <laughs> good sense of humor. Good. Good looking. I <laughs> met her out there. But I know she drove right on me and she was late. You had to be there at 10. I'm the first guy there.
3: I believe you. Yeah,
1: well, I'm going to try to record tonight. She probably feels now, oh wow, what did I do here? But I don't think it's her Fault is the people that just told her in the city, get this right here. We'll just send you out. Why would they just pick her? There's landscaping business that are small operators been here for years. Just could have put Right. It would have give probably a lower bid than this. But I'm gonna tell you something. I've had them come out over the years, landscapers, and give just an estimate. Some of them, not one of them, was under eighteen thousand for four months. You have to come out here that long and do that for four months. Then you gotta pay the employees And the guys that run this Look who it is Is that part of the Greer family? Greer? Greer tank and all that well, I would yeah, guess the Greer family Alex Greer? Yeah Groundhog. You see when their trader Pulled big long trader And three guys come out And I thought Well this would be a piece of cake Cause they're gonna be alive Right Yeah So that was it Well they had a deal with you Paying
0: you the 5000 Plus all the extra work you did Yeah I want to try to get there
4: tonight. If there's anyone who'd like to speak to any item not up for public hearing, please come forward and let us have your name and address.
1: Frank Turning, 329 6th Avenue, Mayor and City Council. First of all, Mayor of There's three things that cannot be hidden. That's the sun, the moon, and the truth. And uh, I'm a truther, look that word up. Um, First of all, regarding the Clay Street Cemetery, I'd like to thank uh, the pioneers of Eagle Number Four and the women's Eagle Number Eight, and then President uh, Jean Hanson, Chaplain Michael Gibson, Glenn Hackney, one of the Lansbury brothers, Bill Robertson, Eldine, Kilborn, and many others that uh, came out Saturday to help uh, put the concrete uh, forms into the ground. Uh, a good five and, five and a half to six hours of hard work and dedication were volunteered. And mayor, I did clip the northeast section with a lawnmower around that area where they were working, so that was all my volunteer time doing that. Um Mayor, when you were dancing in Fernando, Italy, you were given an order to your assistant, Jeff Jacobson, to pull the contract award that was given to Hannah Manzingo. Mayor, you talk big about transparency. I read your opinion column to News Minor, all about transparency. you talk big about principles you told the public that you were appealing the APOC fine because of principle because of principle I think the public remembers that you know I think it's time for you to show some principle and give this award that was already awarded to her versus giving it back to public works I think when Mayor, when Clayworth was a mayor, he knows what I went through with public works, locking me out, taking all the equipment, telling me to go back to the labor union hall. I refused to do that. And uh, thanks to Mr. Clayworth, uh, he changed that so I could continue working out at uh, Clay Street Cemetery. Look, Mayor, uh, I think you know me well enough that... Uh, I run for office, not to win, just for conscious awareness. And I'm seriously contemplating to run against you as mayor. And one of my subject matters, my platform, and I'm dead serious about conscious awareness, to make a charter change in the city to bring back the city manager, former government. We need somebody who's knowledgeable and experienced to run this city. And I don't believe you're the man to do it. I think you're abusing your authority. And I think maybe I'd suggest that, you know, you had a nice vacation for three weeks on your own dime, but maybe it's time for you to take an administrative leave and bring back the public works director that you put on administrative leave, Verge Scott. Now, that would show some principle. And, you know, I've talked to many employees, state and federal government. When they leave the job, they have issues with their boss. Many of them don't want to say anything because they know when they go for another union job or another job in the government that they don't want to be labeled as a good disgruntled employee. And that's what happens. Also, I would like the city charter change. And it can happen for the people to change the city, to allow the chief of police to be elected by the citizens of Fairbanks. There's some real checks and balances. Instead of this nomination committee that I did support, Chief Aragon, maybe he can run. Since he's already got his nose into the political arena, I see that ordinance is coming up here regarding your head letter that you sent. And I see that he's making some comments. If he's going to get involved with the political arena, maybe he should run for chief of police, elected by the people of Fairbanks. It can be done. I'd like to see it just like to elect uh, sheriffs in Oregon, Multnomah County, Clackamas County. They elect the sheriffs. In fact, they elect the attorney general. We don't do that here. In Oregon, the attorney general represents the people. just like the judges. But uh, once again, uh, I think it's only fair to give her the award that she had coming to. It was sent her an award on a Friday. I'm gonna tell you what I did. When I found out she had the award, I went out and staked the ground. You know what a stake is, Mayor? Maybe Victor Bluebird can explain to you what a stake is. I staked the ground for her that that was her job. I moved around the uh the hut there where you keep all the stuff and the maintenance stuff. She staked that job that was hers. So you know, I know I do have a good claim. I've already been ten against the city for what you did to me. Anyway, uh Thank you for letting me uh, comment. I guess that the ordinance is coming up regarding the dog feces. That'll be coming up here later. Thank you. Any questions, Council? Oh,
4: I doubt it. Thank you, Mr. Turner. Anyone else? Please let us have your name and address.
5: My name is Aldine Kilburn. I live at 3217 Riverview Drive, and I serve on the Clay Street cemetery commission i am speaking about the article in today's news miner concerning the summer maintenance at the cemetery i find the mayor's action of saying that the city public works will handle this summer's maintenance as a fiscal blunder i didn't find the original low bid award acceptable either the manzingos know nothing about the cemetery and they didn't even have the necessary equipment before making their bid frank turney's bid of 100 dollars more should have gotten the bid because he knows the history of the cemetery as well as having maintained the cemetery the past 16 years, putting in way more time than mowing and edging. The cemetery is an historical place that the city provides very little towards. To turn away free visitor information to the many who do visit the cemetery isn't fiscally responsible, either by the mayor or the council. It's also not fiscally responsible to have public works mow and edge when two bids were submitted to do the work at well below union pay and benefits of city workers. To have told the Monzingos they had the contract and then have the mayor say no, Public Works has the job, is not acceptable city behavior. Hopefully the council will rescind Mayor Everhart's action and give the Monzingos the contract. However, I don't think the Monzingos will do half the job that Frank Turney has previously done when he was awarded the contract in the past, and I fault both the council and the mayor for apathetic attitudes towards an historic site that the city owns. This is a mess that should have never happened, and that leaves me very unhappy with the mayor and the council.
4: Thank you. Any questions, (coughs) council? Mr. Mr. Cleworth. Aldine, thank you for your work, volunteerism over there. Appreciate it. Thank you, ma'am. Anyone else? Ma'am, if we could please have your name and
2: address. Uh, Hannah Monzingo, 501 Golden Leaf Drive. Um, so this backing up to a little bit to the Clay Street Cemetery, Monzingo mowing on the sixth of May was awarded um, the contract for the summer. Um, and during the time between the sixth of May and the thirteenth of May, we prepared for the contract as a family. Um, in that process, explaining to, we have a 16-year-old son who is learning the business, um, explaining to him what it means to be awarded a contract, um, looking at the job. It was a large job for us. We, we, we realized right away we were going to need bigger equipment to make sure that the job was done in, a, in an effective way. And, of course, wanting to be up to the standards that it has been kept up to in the recent years. Um, So in that time from May 6th to the 13th of May, um, we made several purchases to make sure that we were prepared, new lawnmowers, baggers, and such. We declined other work as we were expectant of spending a good amount of time on this job. Um, The 13th of May came and we were shocked to see that there was a cancellation of the contract and with no reason given, gone. Um, you know we purchased equipment from Craigslist they don't want their lawn mower back that's $800 then we we purchased a bagger that was another $600 that's already been installed can't take that back to Sears so um, and with really no explanation um, Jeff Jacobson said it was internal and could not give us any reasoning tried to explain that to my 16 year old son is this his first experience with a contract and there was really no reason there was no reason that I could say we did something wrong somebody else did something wrong it just smelled stinky there was just no reason I have no explanation um, there's no why and that Um, is very uncomfortable and and my first dealing with the city I mean I've lived here 37 years this is my hometown community member teacher very uncomfortable feeling very Um, Frank Turney and I have talked about it and my last thing I wanted to do was take a job from a man who's done it for 16 years we obtained the bid number from last year and we underbid by a hundred dollars that was I don't know if you want to call that smart bidding or what, but we were awarded the bid, and then taken. the bid was taken with no, with no reason left behind. So um, at this point, it, it's left an unsettling feeling with our family. Um, I, I, really, all I'd like to see, I mean, Frank Turney obviously has passion for the cemetery. I really would like to see him continue to do the work but the money that we spent in preparing for the job, I don't feel it's fair that we have to compensate for that. So um, those are my I'm feelings. Going to for
4: you. I'm going to Mr. Turner, you're out of order. Um, right. Madam, please continue. Please um, go
2: ahead. I think that's that's all I have.
4: So uh, I just want to make sure I understand you. Uh, you spent eight hundred dollars on a lawnmower and six hundred for the beggar. Mm-hmm. And if I heard you correctly, you then went on to say you thought Mr. Turney should continue, but you wanted to be reimbursed those expenses.
2: Well, at this point, I don't see that the city is going to give us the job back. Like that, that, that. To me, I don't see that happening. If there was, it, it's been given to Public Works. Um, I I would glad we would gladly do the job. I just I hate to see it go to Public Works versus somebody who there is value in somebody who's done it for many many years. I do see that there's value in that. So of of Public Works and Frank Turney, obviously we we're, we're first, then Frank Turney, and then Public Works. That's how I think it should have gone. Um, so. And on a budget on a budget thought, I do believe in a you know as a teacher as education is getting cut, I think making the most fiscally sound decision for the property is the best decision for the city, so spending more on it, which I know public works is going to spend more, makes absolutely no more more no sense to me so um
4: and you mentioned you got the bid figure from the previous year. Can you just tell me how that happened?
2: Uh, we called the city, and Gal gave us the number. I do not know her name, but it's public information of what the previous year's bid number was, which I believe was 5,600, so or some somewhere around there.
4: Which department
2: did you call do you remember? I do not know. I just called the direct city number. Is yeah. that not public information? Should that not have been given? I'm just,
4: I'm just curious. Yeah. Because was I wasn't here.
2: Yeah. No. I. I mean, as far as I know, that's public information.
4: Any uh, council? Any questions, Mr. Cruz? How did you find out about the bid?
2: How did we find out about the bid? We have a friend, and she said you ought to look into there's, uh, there's cemetery. Um, she's. She's, it's not relevant, I don't think. I'm sort of curious how you found out about the bid. Right, but why does it matter?
6: I'm just curious.
2: But why does it matter where I found out? I mean, I live in a town that I've lived in for an entire year, 37 just asking, years.
6: asking how you found out about the bid.
2: Yeah, it was somebody who works for the city, but I don't feel comfortable giving the name. I don't think that's of any relevance. Did they only give you a call? I didn't get a phone call.
6: Okay, did they only tell you about it? Did they Did they say that? What I'm trying to see is, did this go out for public bid, or did someone give you a call or talk to you and say, "Hey, you might want to do this"?
2: I don't know if that person. I mean, I have no. I cannot say if that person ran into others and shared the same information.
3: Did you inquire about it, or was it just a casual conversation? Something. It was a do? casual
2: conversation that it came up. It was very casual conversation, very casual. So. Thank you.
4: Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Mr. Medley.
2: Hannah,
6: thank you so much for coming down tonight. Tell me and uh, tell all of us here in the, in the chambers uh, how you found out that you got the low bid. How was it presented to you?
2: It was presented uh, via email. From? Uh, I believe it was Shannon through, is she the project manager? Mm-hmm. Yep. So she, uh, on like I say, on the 6th of May said that the, the bid had been awarded.
4: And it came to you mm-hmm. in an email from and it the came city. To me
2: in an me- email, and I happened to be out of town. I was out of town until the tenth, which is which I didn't know that I was supposed to come right down and sign. There was no, there was no communication on that, either. So, and on the thirteenth is when the it was just a quick cancellation.
6: And a follow up, Anna. Was the email addressed to you and the other bidders, or just to you?
2: Uh, the email was addressed to all three bidders. Thank you very much. You're welcome.
6: Mr. Cruz. Just a comment, Mr. Mayor. Um, I specifically asked Shannon at our last meeting, which I believe was the 9th of May, if it had been awarded. I only asked her one question, and she specifically said no to the city council and to us.
2: Okay. Well, I mean, I've I've sent it to Jim. There's, uh, I mean, I have it on record. It's the 6th of May. I mean, we, we did a little...
6: Was, there a, was, there a, was it was it was it an award or was it a notification that you were the little bidder?
2: Well, it it was an email that says you have been awarded the contract for Clay Street Cemetery. That's, that's what I'm trying to find out. Thank yeah. you
4: very much. Yeah. Councilman Ms. Hunyan.
5: So thank you also for coming down. Um, and I understand the process of, you know, putting out bids and, and projects and getting excited about that, definitely. It's a, it could be an emotional roller coaster, and unfortunately this has kind of become a little bit backwards, so just trying to get a little bit more information. Um, so it sounds like you were out of town, and so a contract, and I'm not sure if we signed contracts, so that's one procurement question for the city I guess that I'm not fully aware of at this point um, but did you sign a contract is there a contract that we signed?
2: there is no inked okay. contract there is none um and but that was also um there was no like I said I was out of town and there was no communication and no urgency and even I spoke today when I was down gathering paperwork there it, it's. I, it sounds like it's typical that you're given. There's. There's. In. There was no urgency to come down and sign. I would have been here in a. In a. In a second. So there
5: would have been. Had the contract continued or had the award continued, there would have been a contract signed and all of that. Okay.
6: Right. If there's an opportunity uh, to do other bids down the road for any kind of work that Monzingo could do, is this going to affect? Um, for you make you rethink bidding, I, or or not?
2: Uh, yeah, this is definitely smells stinky to me. Very much feels feels like not a good experience. So I would definitely shy away from this sort of situation. Um, unfortunately, um, it was not a good experience. So Thank you. Council
4: any other further questions? Thank you, ma'am, for your testimony.
3: Sir, if you please have your name and address? Uh, Gerald Harrison, 723 27th Avenue. Go ahead, sir. Okay, so, um, there was something else I wanted to say, but because of what I heard here, I'm going to change it. Um, and before I say anything, I just want to say that I'm not a fan of Mr. Everhart, and I'm not saying anything to support him. But, I feel so horrible what I've heard here. Look, the Saturday morning after two state troopers were murdered in Tananong, this is what Frank Turney said on KFAR radio station. And I quote, Hey everybody, be careful what you're doing around the state troopers. They're going to be trigger happy. Snicker, snicker. What was this guy doing on this board to pick the police chief? Not that I have a problem with Mr. Aragon. I happened to work for Mr. Turney a few years ago as a day laborer, whacking weeds. And, uh, you know, I'm an idiot. I'm a flawed human being, but I'm a pretty good worker. And I did a good job for Frank. He's not an easy guy to work for. I got in a hassle with those nuts at KFAR radio station, and Steve Floyd and Aaron Bennett spent five minutes of airtime telling everyone listening that I personally should be ostracized or shunned because, and I quote, I was leaving people astray. I called in, and I kicked their butt in argument because they're... Leave that blank because you're not supposed to use those words here. Um, So Frank fired me after this. And look, to me, something else here... As an ex felon, I'd like to kind of like raise public consciousness that there's good in us. And I've been monitoring this forum for years. And every time Frank Turner bullies, intimidates, and threatens people here, I just winced when I was listening to this guy. This is totally inappropriate. It shouldn't be tolerated. And this ties into my greater agenda. Um, my opinion is there's a lot of enabling, a lot of um, pathological going along to get along, a lot of denial in this town. That's my opinion, and this has something to do with me that hurt me real bad in this town indirectly related to this um, also to me free speech, protest, advocacy, activism these are sacred tools and you guys have no idea how much I resent having these sacred tools ripped off of Mr. attorney and turned into a joke just so he could get attention and as an aside everyone, and I'm talking lady and gentleman I'm talking man to man here to the extent that you facilitate Mr. Attorney's delusions of advocacy you're doing tabloid government can't stand up to this guy. This is this is what hurt me really bad in this town. Is said, "I think there's good people here. I think there's a lot of enabling. I think there's a lot of denial. I think there's a lot of apathy. That's my opinion. I, mean, I think it's totally inappropriate that she, he should threaten or bully here. Look, I have anger management issues too. You know, I have impulse control issues here. I have to go through my life with a buffer so I don't get in trouble. Price Frank totally destroys my buffer." I should be, if I can pretend to be civilized, I should be able to do this here without worrying about him going off on me. No one should come into this forum and concern themselves with editing their comments or their opinions because they're, they're afraid this guy's going to start going off on them. Some of the stuff I've heard him say in this forum borders on fourth degree threat, you know, assault. And look, this is my basic challenge. You know, my opinion that, look, I'm an ex Frank turns his on. I know how Frank thinks, and Frank thinks that all you guys on the council, he thinks you're weak. All right, I don't think you're weak because I think our humanity is broader than that. You know, it takes a lot of guts to have a family. I couldn't do that. It takes a lot of guts to hold a responsible position and put up with all that BS and paperwork and politics. That's, that's a different kind of courage. But, gentlemen, politically. You all might as well go ahead and get sex change operation and get it over with. You can't stand up to this guy. I'm sorry. And I should leave because if you can't figure this out, I can't talk to you. Because this is so obvious. This is, I'm sorry. There's a lot of really nice people here, but you can't stand up to him. No one should be threatened in here. You know, those people at k radio station fan the planes of hate, along with Mr. Charney, some of the things they say alright, there's unstable people out there these are all Schaefer Cox's friends they haven't learned anything, it's going to happen again if the next one's a lone wolf, what's going to stop it? My opinion is there's a problem with enabling here sorry, I'm sorry I'm an idiot Any
4: questions, counsel? Thank you, Mr. Harrison
6: Boobridge, PO Box 58192, Fairbanks, Alaska, 99711. We've all heard the expression, something stinks in Denmark. Well, maybe something stinks in Fairbanks too. Maybe in regards to this bidding process. And as Frank said, the mayor's a man of principle. I had to fight the borough for years on a contract similar to that where they scratched my name on a contract. Uh, you know, I had to pay $7,000 up front to even be allowed to bid the job. And then the borough engineer redlined my name after the job started and stuff like that. I did the smart thing. I took it to court, and I won. I never stepped foot on the job, but I won over $19,000. I would suggest that this lady, Ms. Monzingo, maybe get a small claims court and go for punitive damages or the city could maybe do something that would be right for the city. It would be right for Mrs. Monzingo. It would be right for Frank Turney. It would be right for everybody and keep your city boys on their job doing what they've been doing. I noticed last year was the worst watering job that cemetery had gotten in a number of years, even after you put your special water bar in there to do six hoses or something. I've maintenance acreage and stuff like that, and your water system is a joke. You know, get a two-inch water line and put three or four of them, you know, a couple on each side and water that place with water hoses. One guy could water it all in a couple hours instead of having somebody out there dragging sprinklers around all day. But the borough, I think, uh, if I recall, it had the bids could be let if they were 10,000 and under without having to go out to bid. Somebody told me the city can let bids that don't have to go out to bid if they're under $5,000 each. You can maybe consider Frank Turney and Mrs. Monzingo in somewhat of dual bids or dual offerings from the city to do the job at $5,000 each and have them encompass the watering also. And that would probably satisfy everybody. I know Frank would help the young lady out with the, the mowing and the trimming and the watering, and she would be a good asset to help Frank out in in the watering and the mowing, and in helping her son learn some uh, workable features. So, if you paid them both five thousand dollars each, you would still be way less than half of the next lowest bid. You know. Maybe one of your council members or the mayor or the city attorney could tell the public how many additional tens of thousands of dollars that the taxpayers will have to pay through the forms of pension, overtime, just, just payment, medical, just all the stuff that comes in the package deal when you work for the city government, you know. You'll save yourself tens of thousands of dollars if you let both of these people have a portion of that job for five thousand dollars each. Keep your city boys busy. They got so much stuff to do. They got to really make that Cushman Street looking real pretty. And maybe somebody can explain why they put them pine trees in them boxes. Is that a, is that a joke or is that for real? <laughs> you know, I've done a lot of landscape proposals and designs and stuff like that and putting them pine trees in the box is about the last thing I would ever consider. You know, a couple of years you're going to have people knocking their mirrors off of them branches out there. I guess somebody's already pulled a couple of them out of the boxes, but that's your and there, there. But I think that you could uh, consider that, you know, if, if you can go to $5,000 without having a bid to have... Mr. Turney and uh, Mrs. Hannah Monzingo take on that whole library, watering it and mowing it and maintaining it and trimming all the all the bushes. And then then I consider you a principled mayor. Thank you.
5: Thank
4: Any you. questions, Council? No. Thank you, Mr. Bugersh.
5: And that brings us to mayor's comments and reporting.
4: The uh, Clay Street Cemetery... Um, Sounds like a mess. I was away when this uh, tempest uh, started. And as, as uh, leaders, as HR people, we have to empower, we have to have confidence in the people who work for us. So I had to rely very heavily on the chief of staff, Mr. Jacobson. Very yes. experienced, very reasonable person and he was very concerned about some very unusual things that happened in terms of the handling of this request for quotes it was and as a result uh, uh, an investigation was carried out and uh, I think Miss Foster Snow was also involved and I became very concerned Mr. Turney of course did this for sixteen years Uh, Information was obtained through inappropriate channels as to how much he bid last year, did not come to the clerk and request for information or otherwise. And so I was concerned for Mr. Turney in the way this was handled and uh, also concerned for the people who, you know, thought they were given the contract. So based on what I was told and... uh, I didn't know all the information. I asked Mr. Jacobson, what do you recommend? And I believe Miss Foster Snow weighed in also. And they recommended that the award uh, basically be rescinded, that Public Works take on this work for this summer. There's also additional work for Public Works to do outside the scope of this contract. This will be an opportunity for them to do that. Um... I've heard what's been said tonight. Uh, Mr. Jacobson is not here this week. I can't speak for him, but I will talk to him when he comes back based on what we've heard. I'll get more details, and uh, we will take another look at this issue. And uh, for right now, I'm just going to leave it right there. It's a mess. I'm sorry it happened. Uh, And I think uh, there's been some unfairness on on both sides that... uh, Maybe there's a way to rectify it and address it, and we'll put our heads together and see what we can do.
0: Hey, thank you for joining us on Far North Tokens. You can find more episodes on SoundCloud at Far North Tokens. Say.